from RF Smart. This is Taking Inventory, a podcast all about better controlling your supply chain and improving inventory management. And now, your host, Sarah Archer. Welcome to Taking Inventory. My name is Sarah Archer. And on this podcast, we talk about all things supply chain related. And that today that includes hardware. So if you're totally new here, RFSmart is a warehouse management system. We utilize mobile handhelds to collect data. And of course, since we were founded as a software company over 35 years ago, RFSmart has expanded beyond software and into um, hardware. We use the scanners that I just mentioned and also tablets, labeling and printing, which is going to be the focus of our conversation today. We partner with great hardware providers such as Zebra um, in order to provide hardware for our customers. Customers. And so we've got some Zebra folks here today to talk about that. Um, some of you might not know about RF Smart's dedicated hardware team. They can help you choose the hardware that best fits your environment. Um, and so, of course, we've got Mark and Marty from the Zebra team here today to talk through manufacturing and printing trends that they're seeing and provide some best practices. So I'm going to let you guys introduce yourself. Mark, why don't you kick it off for us? Sure, thanks. Uh, my name is Mark Wheeler. I'm a director of, of supply chain solutions for Zebra. So what that means is I'm responsible for our strategy with regard to on-premise uh, supply chain execution, so uh, manufacturing plant operations and, and warehousing. I've got over 30 years of experience doing exactly that, um, long time with IBM, equipment engineering and robotics, consulting, systems integration, and, um, and now actually uh, over 15 years now with uh, with Zebra and uh, have the opportunity to work with our customers, partners, and others in the uh, in the market around warehousing and plant ops. And Marty, what about you? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, everyone. Uh, this is Marty Johnson. I'm a regional portfolio manager for uh, Zebra and specifically uh, manage the printer product line. I've been with Zebra for over 13 years, and in my current role, uh, I'm responsible for managing the, the overall growth of Zebra printers within the various vertical markets we serve. I also had a few other positions within Zebra, primarily in the marketing side of the business. And Zebra is headquartered in Chicago. We were talking about that a little bit before we started recording. So I've got to know, Mark and Marty, I'm sure that you have recommendations. Where is the best place for pizza in Chicago? I have to go with Lou's, Lou Monali's. That's the, my favorite deep dish pizza. And you can purchase that online and get it uh, overnighted to your house. So no way. Look it up online and uh, yeah, if you're, if you're really hungry for deep dish pizza, look it up and you can get pizza the next day. We're not sponsored, but it's really good pizza. No, that no, I've been, I've been to, uh, I've been to Chicago and ate at Luminelli's. It was very good. I don't know. Mark, do you, do you share that opinion or are you a, a different, different well, deep uh, dish guy? Zebra is based in Chicago, but I have to go with Minio's pizza out of Pittsburgh and oh. um, Squirrel Hill. Okay. Can they overnight pizza to your house? They will. They will do that. Oh, my so goodness. I did not know. Are. That's awesome. All right, guys. Well, thank you. Uh, like I said, we're not sponsored by any pizza company, but we will talk a little bit more about uh, what you guys all came here for, which is manufacturing and printing. And so, um, you know, Zebra is a whether or not you know um, who Zebra is right off the bat, you've probably seen one of their products in action. And in fact, I was picking up my groceries, as one does these days. I don't go into the store. Um, and the person who was scanning my groceries was using a Zebra handheld scanner. And so, um, you know, it, it's becoming more and more common to see these Zebra 
products um, everywhere. Marty, can you provide a little bit of background on Zebra as a company? Sure. Um, so Zebra is a, a pretty interesting company. If you look across our product and portfolio uh, so, uh, set of solutions, it encompasses a lot of different technology I- items from mobile computing, tablets, you mentioned scanning, so scanners, and obviously printers that we're going to talk about a little bit about today. We also serve a lot of different markets from retail to manufacturing to transportation logistics, healthcare, government, and we even uh, service the NFL, the National Football League, with some of our technology. So it's a pretty interesting company. We sell primarily through uh, value-added resellers. So we have 10,000 partners across 100 countries, and we really focus on delivering industry-tailored solutions to to those uh, particular vertical markets and customers. Uh, in 2020, we made Forbes Global 2000 list for the second consecutive year, and we were among the fast companies, best companies for innovators. So a lot of uh, interesting things happen at Zebra. You can get more information at our website at www.zebra.com. That's very neat. I, you know, I think I knew about the NFL thing. I think just from working with Zebra, um, I had heard about that, but that's really neat. Um, and a very cool, cool use of technology. Um, well, of course, you know, beyond all of the other things that they're doing, they're great. Zebra's a great partner to RF Smart, and we've got a lot of resources on RF Smart's website and on Zebra's website about how you can partner um, with the RF Smart hardware team and the Zebra team as well. And so before we dive into our discussion for today, we do have another podcast episode about manufacturing and we cover some terms and define some topics that we might speak to today. So if you have not listened to that episode, I highly recommend that you listen to it and I'll make sure that it's linked in the description of this episode as well. I believe that it is episode four of Taking Inventory. So Um, definitely check that out. And, you know, I don't want to give away too much here. We're going to talk about trends in manufacturing and printing. Um, But from the RFSmart perspective, I know that one trend we're seeing is for companies looking for greater visibility into their operations. And that's one of the things that, that, you know, the value that mobile data collection can bring. Uh, Mark, is visibility a trend that you're seeing in the manufacturing space? Yes, sir. Absolutely. I think, you know, when you look at manufacturers, they are, I think, um, among the most aggressive about wanting to uh, leverage new technologies in their operations. And and their goals are uh, are pretty challenging, right? So they they need to be able to execute against their their plan in the optimum way, whatever that is, their production plan. But they also need to be able to deal with the unexpected. You know, equipment goes down, uh, quality problems pop up. So they have to be able to, to sort of reprioritize, re, replan in real time. Um, they've got to maximize uh, uptime of all their all, all their plant and equipment. They've got to deliver perfect quality. They've got to operate with very high levels of safety. And, and all of that is constantly changing as they, they try to continuously improve. So a lot of challenges. And when you look at manufacturers, whether they're interested in you know, Industry 4.0 or the Industrial Internet of Things, they're very tuned in to the value of of visibility and really all of these goals, I think, can be enhanced uh, through greater operational visibility. And that's what that's what we hear when we work with our manufacturing customers. They're craving uh, better connectivity between assets, materials, and people, uh, you know, within the enterprise and and even without. And there's been this longtime traditional sort of separation between the ERP systems, the IT systems, and the operations technology or the OT systems. And those gaps are are being quickly filled. 
with uh, with new technologies, sensors that are actually cloud connected, that are that are giving this kind of visibility. And Zebra's doing a lot there. You know, one example of that is the ATR seven thousand. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but it's it's a, a Zebra innovation. It basically provides wide area. Uh, uh, real-time locationing based on passive RFID tags. I think it's something that, that manufacturers in particular can, can really leverage for visibility. RFID is a hot term, right? I feel like it's everywhere. Everyone's talking about RFID. I was listening to um, a different podcast recently. Um, again, not sponsored by anybody, but um, but we they were talking about RFID and traceability and being, you know, just the visibility, but then also being able to trace, especially in like the food or pharmaceutical industries. Uh, Are you seeing traceability as, as a term or a trend as well? Absolutely. Traceability is very, uh, very popular uh, topic right now. And it's, you you think about, you know, it, it certainly is big with the perishables, you know, with food, with pharmaceutical there, they want to uh, improve the safety of their product. They want to be able to manage recalls with much greater precision to lower the impact of recalls. Um, and they want to be able to enforce that end to end in the supply chain. But it's also true for discrete manufacturers. You know, Increasingly, they want to know uh, not just the, the right part got into their final assembly, but exactly which uh, version uh, or which uh, you know, specific instance of that part. And that enables them to have much better control uh, over quality and recall management and warranty management and everything else. So it's it's process and perishables, but it's also discrete um, that that they want traceability. And that might be barcode. It might be uh, RFID. Yeah. And of course, RF Smart can help with both of those things if you have an RFID automation project that you want to pursue. Um, but we actually have a customer, I, I, you know, you got me thinking about um, in this day and age, PPE, right, is the big thing is, you know, we've got all of these um, these folks who are manufacturing PPE and, um, you know, wanting to know where within their supply chain, because um, that kind of stuff is backordered or um, might even be sterilized and lock controlled in some way. Um, and so I know for ArfSmart, we have a customer who manufactures um, kits of medical equipment. And so all of their stuff is lock controlled because there's a, you know, a date, an expiration date on when um, sterilization will expire for them. And so, um, you know, what we, what we do with RFID tags and barcodes is we're able to, to track them. And then of course we use the zebra hardware to scan. And of course you can't scan without some kind of, um, without some kind of complementary printing. And so Marty, what printing trends are you seeing for some manufacturing customers? Can you let us in? Sure, absolutely. So, you know, thermal printing, the kind of printing technology that Zebra offers isn't new. It's, it's been around for quite some time, but believe it or not, some uh, manufacturing customers still use uh, other types of printing, such as uh, uh, laser printers or inkjet printing. And if you compare... The, the two types of technologies, thermal printing and those other kind of technologies, it really comes back to the total cost of ownership of that item. And we find time and time again that thermal printing technology has a lower total cost of ownership than some of these other technologies. In addition, uh, thermal printing offers much more reliable and more durable printer hardware itself uh, compared to some of those other technologies. And the, the barcode that's being printed, the label that's being printed, the document that's being printed by thermal printing, uh, oftentimes will produce a much higher quality image and a longer life image if needed. And as you kind of look deeper into thermal printing, there's really two kinds of thermal printing technology 
And it really depends upon what the customer's trying to do uh, in their manufacturing environment as to which technology they would choose. So there's direct thermal and thermal transfer. And the, the choice really impacts the, the image life or the image durability or, or uh, length of time that image will appear on the label. So uh, direct thermal uh, it uses just basically specially treated thermal media and the printhead within the printer to produce the image of the barcode. That type of label, when it's produced in that, with that technology, the, the label image itself usually has a shorter image life or a lower kind of durability. So you have to think through the use cases in manufacturing where you, you may have uh, the need for a shorter life image on a label. That might be, for example, for shipping. So when you ship something from point A to point B, that's typically going to be a finite period of time. It might be you know, three days, four days, or a week. So you don't need a real durable label if you're, you know that you only need to use that label from point A to point B when you're shipping it. On the other hand, the other type of thermal technology is thermal transfer, and that's when the, the printer uses an, uh, a ribbon in addition to uh, the thermal media. And when using thermal transfer printing, the uh, image that's produced by the printer provides a much longer image life and a much more durable image uh, itself. So if you think about the use cases there, uh, for example, you might need to produce a, a product label that has to go on the, on the product itself. And that product might have a lifespan of five, six, seven years. So you need to make sure that you choose the right printer to produce an image that will last that length of time. And that image could be exposed to uh, outdoor sunlight, could be exposed to moisture, dust, dirt, and those kind of things. So again, thermal transfer would be the best kind of printer technology to use in those kind of use cases. Um, and then as far as you know, RFID, uh, that's another consideration. Uh, the printers, the printers can also encode the RFID tag itself. So with the RFID tag embedded within the label, the printer prints the label, uh, either in direct thermal or thermal transfer, and then encodes the RFID tag as well to give you that deeper visibility uh, to, to trace your items to, to and through the, the supply chain. So when you think about, um, again, that image life, you need to think about the type of printer you're using, what kind of technology, and then also the labels and, and the ribbons that you're gonna be using for that, that particular uh, label that you're printing. You know, the other trend or consideration uh, when you're selecting uh, a thermal printer is the physical hardware itself. How durable or rugged does that hardware need to be? The other factor related to this is if you're embedding a printer within your manufacturing line and that, that printer becomes a, a mission critical piece of your manufacturing line. And so you need to have a printer that is extremely reliable and extremely durable because if that printer goes down, your whole manufacturing line could go down. And that's, that's obviously a, a, a big issue. The other trend we're seeing is that many uh, customers are utilizing mobile printers. And you know there are mobile printers that you carry on your hip or on a shoulder strap or mount them in a forklift versus stationary printers. And both have great use cases and, and uh, specific needs within, within the market. Uh, but some customers are uh, leveraging mobile printers in conjunction with their stationary printers to enable the workers to take the printing to the point of application of the label. So instead of printing out a stack of labels at a stationary printer and going into the warehouse or in the manufacturing area to place a label on a particular item, 
uh, you're taking the printer itself instead of taking a stack of labels. So you don't have to have a worker running to and from the stationary printer to pick up a label and wasting the time it takes to go to and from the printer. So you know, that's kind of some of the things we're seeing and some of the things you need to think about uh, when you're selecting you know, thermal printing for, uh, for manufacturing types of environments. Yeah. What stood out to me, especially when you were, were talking, was about um, these mobile printers and having that um, mobility just right there with you. Um, I know that for many of our ARF smart customers, they are trying to make their lives easier and not walk. You know, we've got some folks who have massive warehouses. And so if you've got a stationary printer, you're wasting time walking to and from um, depending on the situation, that could be a really good fit. Before we move on, though, from this trends kind of, I, I want to ask a, a question of you both, um, and you can, you guys can both give me an answer. You, you mentioned RFID. I know RFID is really popular, but is there anything that you guys are seeing? If you were going to like build the coolest warehouse of all time, or um, or you were going to choose this one really cool piece of technology, or um, you know maybe even something that you've seen in a warehouse. I had a, a customer in here recently, and we were talking about they have this amazing automatic storage retrieval system, and he was talking about that, and I was like, that is so cool. If everybody saw this, they would want one. You know, you guys have been in the industry for a long time. You've been to a lot of customers and seen a lot of things. Uh, what's some of the coolest trends in, in terms of warehouses that you're seeing right now? Well, I'll touch on a few things. Um, you know, one is pretty pretty pedestrian by uh, comparison, and that is just standardized uh the GS1 label standard. It's been around a while, but what it enables you to do is have a single industry standard way of representing any kind of data that you would want to carry along with that product. So we were talking about traceability a little while ago, and um, you know you don't have to publish an elaborate guide like you might have had to in the past. Say, here's how you know if you want to ship product to us, here's how we want everything represented. Just use the GS1 standards. Include the application identifiers that are important to your business. Might be expiration date, lot code, country of origin, what have you, and you can capture that with a single scan. And I, I see so many customers that if they just implemented that one change. Um, would be able to operate so much more effectively. It would prevent so many errors and, and challenges within their operation if they were able to get their suppliers on board with something as simple as that. That really drives no no incremental cost. It's a standard label and a standard scanner. Um, but to you know, answer your question more directly about cool things in warehouses right now, <laughs> you know, one of them certainly is autonomous mobile robots, the ability to take uh, travel time, you know, non-value add travel time out of the process and make the humans in the operation much more productive very quickly without making, you know, significant changes to the to the facility. You don't have to redesign or relay out your warehouse in many cases to be able to leverage that technology. And we're, we're working with uh, some of those companies uh, very closely to help our customers, you know, leverage those technologies uh, in the warehouse. All right, Marty, can you top robots? What are you seeing? That's, that's, that's pretty hard to top, but uh, <laughs> somewhat similar is just the automation overall. So, uh, again, going back to printing, uh, oftentimes we see printers embedded within automated systems. So if you take about the conveyor belt with boxes going down the conveyor belt, how do I automatically apply a label to that box to prevent you know, human intervention? And we have many you know, business partners who take our printers and our print engines and embed that within an, automa within an automated print and apply kind of system. So as the box goes down the conveyor belt and labels printed, an arm comes down, takes the label from the, from the printer and slaps it on the side of the box 
with a with a mechanical or pneumatic arm. So uh, a lot of automation is taking place to uh, again save time, save money uh, from a from a human resource perspective. I love talking about automation because I feel like I you know I talk to a lot of customers and many of them are saying we're being asked to do more with less people. That seems to be the common trend, right? And so being able to implement some kind of automation, whether it's simply how do we get this label on this box without you know we've got this manpower over here, we need to be able to automate this or even something more complex such as a, a robot um, and being able to take some of that workload is really neat to see. Um, and so I think that we'll be seeing even more and more of that uh, as time goes on, especially, um, you know, in the coming years. But that's very cool. I, I like both of those, uh, both of those. If I was going to have a, a warehouse, I would implement both. I would get robots and automatic uh, label printing. That's very cool. Well, let's move into kind of the second part of the of the podcast here, which is I want to talk about some tips and best practices. Um, Mark, we'll kind of kick it off with you. Uh, what are some practical things um, that manufacturers can consider in terms of just best practice and tips? Yeah, so kind of t- touched on leveraging GS1. It's so foundational to be able to um, – automatically and very, very efficiently capture all the data that you need to, um, you know, from receiving all the way through the operation. Uh, very simple, very straightforward, very powerful in terms of error-proofing the operation and preventing. You know, I think when, when you have a, a errors in the operation, you have, uh, uh, it, it creates a tax on, on the productivity of the operation and distracts management from more valuable activities. Um, and the other thing is just getting the right the right device uh, in the hands of the users. One of the challenges in a manufacturing operation is that you do have a wide variety of mobility requirements. You know, you've got some folks that really should have a rugged tablet, others that really should have a rugged handheld, others that might be using something that's more akin to a smartphone uh, form factor. And what we're able to do at Zebra is provide all of those form factors with a single underlying level of technology at a hardware and a software layer so that you can you can have that device that that meets the needs of a particular uh, person in the operation and yet have that that consistency in an IT level so you're able to make sure that the security patches are applied when and uh, how you want you're able to control what applications they have access to um, to make sure that it's it really is the needs of the business that are being uh, uh, met with those devices. Uh, you're able to manage them with management tools remotely. A lot of manufacturing plants don't have a lot of local on-site support. They need to be able to have visibility and management tools that can leverage that remotely. Uh, there's a heavy uh, reliance on voice, uh, typically in manufacturing. You see wide use of radios. So we have a great set of applications where you can use that mobile device, whether it's a tablet or a very small handheld, and and replicate that that radio experience. You know, with push to talk voice or or even full telephony. So uh, that that total tool tool set to get the job done in a plant where it's you know relatively complex. Mark, do you want to? Could you for for our listeners? Could you maybe dive a little bit into the importance of using an, a rugged or industrial style um, device in terms of a handheld or mobile. I know that consumer devices are sometimes a fit, but especially in manufacturing, I feel like I'm, you know, from the customers I talk to, it's really a lot of industrial devices. Yeah, we, we touched on a lot of that. You know, number one, it's it's really 
you know, first of all, first and foremost, I think matching the the form factor of the device to the job at hand, and that might be a wearable device. You know, I might need both my hands to do my job or to be safe in in doing my job. So I need to be able to have a you know some sort of wearable. Could be voice. Could be a wearable display. Could be a wearable scanner. Um, there's there's all kinds of options you can you can do there to make you know make sure the ergonomics are correct, that the safety needs are met, and that the the operator is as uh, productive as they can be. Yeah, and I mean some of the benefits too are just around like if you drop it right <laughs> in a yeah. manufacturing event or you're in a manufacturing environment you have all of, you know all of these people doing all of these things and it's like you know if you drop. A rugged style device. Um, it, it has much more durability and uh, battery too, right? There's a lot Absolutely. of battery. Yeah, it- Bat- battery life, uh, overall ruggedness. You know, um, a lot of these plants are not not easy places to for 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 an IT device to hang out in and be secure, let alone to work for for years at a time. And the other one is the investment cycle. You I mean you really want. Uh, a device that's going to be supported over the multiple years that you expect to get use out of that asset. Um, and, and that's, you know, it's operating system updates, it's security patches, it's all those things. So, yeah. And some of those consumer devices too, um, cause I know we've had some customers who have, who've used things like an iPhone, you know, iPhone style scanner or something like that. Um, and you know, they can work sometimes, um, they are a little bit less durable. The battery life is a little bit different. And so, um, you know, those kinds of things being aware of having hardware that is going to work in your environment is important. And it's kind of the same for printers, right, Marty? You want to pick printers that are going to also work with your environment. Yeah, absolutely. So you need to make sure that you, you know, you pick the right printer for your environment, your application, you know, for example, is your manufacturing facility, the, the use case of for printing in a manufacturing facility, is it, is it a harsh environment, a heavy manufacturing environment? Or is it more, I'll call it office environment, where you might have a, a shipping area that's not quite as dirty or dusty, you know, as, as a heavy manufacturing area. So, you know, pick the right printer for your environment. Uh, you know, that, that really drives us to the construction of the printer. You know, is it all metal or does it have plastics uh, associated with it? You know, the other uh, thing you have to consider is the, the printer duty cycle, or, or meaning how, how many labels a day are you printing? So if you are printing thousands and thousands of labels a day, you don't want a smaller class plastic printer. You want a heavier duty cycle printer. Uh, also, you need to think about whether the printer is going to be indoors or outdoors. We have many customers who uh, have uh, you know, delivery fleet, fleet that's part of the manufacturing organization. Uh, and you need to ensure that it, the printer is going to be able to withstand the, the outdoor elements. So you know, moisture, dust, dirt, sunlight, things like that. And then we already talked about stationary versus mobile. Uh, again, that, that drives many of the use cases we see as well from, from a printing perspective. So uh, selecting the right printer for your application, for your environment is, is critical. We, we oftentimes find uh, in our surveys as we go out and talk with customers, for some reason they chose to put a smaller grade printer or a smaller class printer in a heavy and harsh environment and the printer's not working out for them. Uh, so we have to you know, make sure that we, we uh, encourage them to pick the right printer for, for the use case that they have. Yeah, I was actually talking to a member of our hardware team um, recently, and she was telling me a story about similarly a, 
a printer, um, a company that was using a printer, like a normal office printer. And they were surprised when it was getting kind of gunked up and they, you know, the printer broke um, because they were in an environment where there was a lot of dust. And so um, the printer was certainly not not the right fit. And so they were able to get with our hardware team and they were able to find a printer that would uh, would be the right fit for them. Right. Yep. And the other thing to think about as well as as you select the printer, uh, you also have to ensure that the, the printer is well maintained. It's just like the oil in your car. You have to change the oil in your car every so often. Like a printer, you have to typically change the print heads, the platen rollers, and other consumable items in the printer to make sure that it continues to function properly. And as well as you know, maintain that printer. You know, cleaning the, the print head, cleaning the platen rollers on a, on a regular basis ensures the ongoing quality of, of the output that's coming in that printer. You know, the, the challenge is if you don't do that, the, the, the output starts deteriorating and that whole idea of traceability can oftentimes go out the window if you can't scan the barcode and having a, a poorly maintained printer can produce bad, bad barcodes. And you know, talk about dust and dirt, um, you know, some of the printers that we see in the market, they use cooling fans to keep those heavy industrial printers cool and those cooling fans can draw dust and debris into the printer, which can cause problems with the printer as well. You know, one of the things that Zebra prides itself on is our designs don't use any of those types of cooling fans. And it, it really uh, improves the quality of the printout, improves the, the, print, uh, the printer uptime, and ensures that mission-critical kind of operation is maintained when those heavier-duty types of printers are used. Yeah, for sure. And I... I it reminds me again of that conversation that I was having of, um, of, you know, being surprised, um, by when they didn't maintain their printer, that it wasn't working for them. And I, what you said, it's like changing the oil in your car. You have to maintain your car for it to run. Same thing with your printer, same thing with your hardware, just like any other thing. Um, you've got to, got to keep that maintenance on it for sure. Absolutely. And the other thing I want to mention is, you know, related to the quality of the output, uh, the, the barcode, the label that's being produced, the, the, the media itself, the labels and ribbons that you choose for your printer also impacts print quality. So, so just like the hardware, the, the supplies, the labels and ribbons have to be chosen for the specific use case, the specific application that you're, you're driving for. So you have to ask, you know, what's the label being applied to? Is it being applied to cardboard, metal, plastics? And what's the surface look like? Is it is it rough? Is it smooth? Is it round? Is it flat? Then you have to think about the, the label size and the thickness, the adhesive associated with the label. You know, do you want it to adhere to the item uh, for the life of the item, or does it matter how long the label adheres to the item? Uh, and then going back to what I mentioned earlier, the the image life. So the type of label that you're using also impacts image life. So. A lot of people don't even think about the, the, the labels that they're printing on. They just buy the most convenient, lowest cost type of label. And again, that oftentimes produces inferior results. So, you know, Zebra has its own uh, label uh, business and we have uh, four different label converting facilities across North America. And we have a, a full sales and R&D team that designs and uh, qualifies labels for different kinds of use cases and applications. So. Don't forget about the label when, when you're selecting your printer as well. That's that's the, the gasoline and the oil that, that runs your car. 
Yeah, for sure. And, you know, if if you're a, a podcast, uh, a, a Taking Inventory podcast OG and you're listening right now, then you've listened to episode one. You know that um, that episode is called What Starts Right Stays Right. And with hardware, that's exactly the case. You want to really, from the very beginning, make that investment up front and choose hardware pieces that are going to um be there for the long haul that are going to do the things that you need them to do. It's going to save you time. It's going to save you money. And overall it's going to be a little bit better situation than if you, uh, if you maybe don't start right. Well, thank you so much, Mark and Marty. That's great advice. Um, you know, the things that I took away from that is make sure you are investing in the, in the right things on the front end that you're using the correct technology that's going to fit your uh, environment. And if you've got questions about any of that, if you're listening and you're like, where do I start? The RF Smart Hardware team um, and our partner Zebra are here to help you uh, make the most of your um, your investment. And so we want to help you. Um, if you're interested in getting in touch with our team, you can email info at rfsmart.com and we'll for sure gets you to the right place. Um, Of course, if you are listening, please remember to subscribe so you're notified when new episodes of the podcast are released. Um, I'll let you know we've got a ton of new content available on our YouTube channel, including some new customer stories and even a new hardware video available. So there's some more resources for you there to dive a little bit deeper into the hardware conversation. Um, Of course, all of that is available on our website, rfsmart.com, and you can also check out the Zebra website, which is zebra.com. Again, our contact information is info at RFSmart. And anything that we reference today, extra collateral you might be interested in, more information, we'll make sure we've got that linked below for you. Mark, Marty, thank you so much. A big thank you to our partner, Zebra. And we'll talk to you guys all again soon. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you.